Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches, an expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. It is episode 15. This is an episode a lot of you have been asking for, a lot of you have been waiting for. And finally, I want to touch on the subject of fat loss supplementation. Uh, It's one of those kind of taboo topics because we all know, generally speaking, that it doesn't matter what you take, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose body fat, to lose body weight to some degree. And there's a lot of junk out there that you just really don't need to be taking. So I'm going to give you my thoughts. Of course, everything I talk about is my opinion, my opinion only. Um, A lot of what I'm going to speak to you about today is backed heavily by some research. Uh, And we'll just delve a little deep into the specific aspects of fat loss in particular and touch on a few subjects, including a few supplements that I would recommend, believe it or not, and a lot of stuff that I think is just absolute junk. So where to start? So fat burners, do I believe in fat burners? So first of all, most fat burners out there on the market at the minute are a bit conflicting because there's a difference between, in my opinion, a stimulant and a fat burner. And often a lot of the products out there are a bit of a mixture of both. I personally will only take one stimulant uh, and that's caffeine. I will normally have a coffee. Sometimes I may have a pre-workout if I feel like I need one, but generally speaking, caffeine is more than enough for me in terms of a stimulant. A fat burner, on the other hand, is a completely separate topic for the most part. Burning fat, oxidizing fat and fat oxidation Uh, Obviously, we'll talk in a little bit of detail where that occurs in the cell, what actually happens, um, and kind of give you a better, kind of more educated idea of what to look out for when you're looking at, be it a a fat burner, in inverted commas, or just being a little bit more educated on the subject, whether you feel you may need one, whether you feel like it's a waste of money, I will leave that up to you. So for the most part... I don't recommend taking any of the generic fat burners that are out there. First of all, the most important thing is making sure and ensuring that your nutrition is on point, ensuring that you're in a calorie deficit, ensuring that if you don't want to push your food too low, that you increase your output and you ensure that your calories that are going out, that are being you know burned throughout the day are, are high enough to put you in that deficit to you know sustain whatever kind of you know fat loss sometimes some people may want more of a drastic approach Uh, for me especially with my clients generally speaking unless there is a specific deadline I will try and get my clients in a comfortable deficit where they will see over a longer period of time a more sustained easier kind of we'll say cut but uh you know, progress in terms of fat loss. As long as it's sustainable, 
The most important thing for me is that it's sustainable, of course, that their metabolism is not being affected and that they're, in general, just a happy client. So at no point will I ever say, right, we're in a cut, you know, we're, we're dropping body fat, you need to take this. The first thing I will change always will be increasing activity. After that, we'll start to look at food, not necessarily cut food, often rearrange food um, due to nutrient timing at specific times that are more optimal for fat loss or for performance. And then we will delve a little deeper into maybe dropping specific macronutrients at specific times, integrating in different types of food that are more calorie sparing, uh, get rid of some calorie dense foods, and then increase activity even further. Of course, there will be specific scientifically backed supplements that I will recommend in terms of fat loss. And that is really what I want to touch on today. The two, and probably the only two that I am willing to to kind of put out there in terms of kind of scientific data is L-carnitine and CLA. So most of you guys will already know of both supplements. In general, we, we, they're pretty readily available. Um, ensuring that they're of sufficient quality is obviously massively important. Um, and ensuring that they're needed is also massively important. There's no point taking CLA and L-carnitine or any other kind of fat loss supplement if you are not in a deficit or if you are just being lazy and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get those steps in throughout the day. So let's start with L-carnitine. What is L-carnitine? Believe it or not, um, it isn't technically an amino acid. Um, You know, it's considered a vitamin-like, an amino acid-like compound, but it's actually quite related to vitamin B. Um, Obviously, these studies initially were done back in the 50s. There are different types of L-carnitine. So ensuring that it is the, you know, whether it's L-car, acetylcarnitine, L-carnitine, L-carnitine citrate, um, acetyl-L-carnitine. There are various different types um, of L-carnitine and ensuring that what you are using is more optimal is obviously going to dictate whether which of the forms, generally speaking, there are two forms, obviously, there is D-carnitine and L-carnitine. L-carnitine is the natural form um, that is biologically active. So ensuring that you know which of these that you're taking is, is obviously important. Um, you know, the acetyl group that's attached to the carnitine molecule basically enhances the ability to pass through the blood-brain barrier and enter the brain. And obviously here, it, it can act as a powerful antioxidant. Um, so for this reason, uh, some research suggests that acetyl-carnitine may provide uh, protective actions against aging process and uh, neurodegrad- neuro degradation or neurodegeneration, um, which is actually quite interesting. Some of the studies that um, that I've read on these. But in particular, so what does L-carnitine actually do? Uh, essentially, L-carnitine helps to transport fat. So particularly long chain fatty acids. Uh, and it takes those into the mitochondria of the cell. Mitochondria is where shit gets done in the cell. We've spoke about this before in terms of, you know, creatine and things like that. But once they're um, these uh, long chain fatty acids can be oxidized and used as fuel, of course, um, and uh, this generates um, adenosine triphosphate or ATP. 
So L-carnitine does this cellular work uh, when you're exercising and when you're at rest. Um, research confirms that it's especially active, you know, during intense exercise. Um, you know, and without adequate L-carnitine, most dietary fats can't make it to the mitochondria without this kind of transport, um, where they're obviously therefore burned as fuel. So it's quite interesting, obviously, looking at the mechanisms behind, um, you know, what actually happens and things like that. But, um, you know, your body produces it anyway. Um, obviously, you can supplement it. Um, but if it doesn't produce enough, obviously, you know, your health can be seriously impacted. Um, you know, there's a study in, in Scotland um, that concluded, in addition to the fat transport transporting work, L-carnitine also enhances um, insulin's actions on muscle cells, which was interesting as well. Basically, what this means, um, you know, if you can't keep, a, you know, your blood glucose levels um, where they are, you know, even after a carb-rich meal, it will also aid in uh, glycogen replenishment. Um, you know, and this is obviously one reason why I will say to my clients that, you know, they should probably take this with their post-workout meal. Um, you know, some of the interesting research about L-carnitine supplementation focuses on how it can also enhance athletic performance. But that is for another day. Um, obviously, how much do you take? So without, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty aspects of, you know, per pound, per kilo, because to be honest, a lot of the research out there is a little bit speculative. Um, you know, the important things are, for me for and for my clients is um, generally speaking you you will have an idea um, roughly how much most L-carnitine supplements that I will suggest are in liquid form um, and generally most of the ones on the market are 3,000 milligrams each per serving that to me is more than enough I will normally suggest taking it post-workout for the reason obviously that that's where a lot of my clients have uh, simple carbs and um, and their carbs in general. Um, side effects in there have been some minimal side effects in extremely rare cases. Um, you know nothing drastic. I I know for uh, for example, you know one study of ten subjects postulated that L-carnitine supplementation may increase the risk of arteriosclerosis um, but the doses were off the charts um, you know one study from Italian research su suggested that L-carnitine um, was actually more effective than testosterone therapy for treating male erectile dysfunction um, potentially this could be because it boosts uh, nitrogen oxide levels helping you get more blood flow um, down there there is also research suggesting that supplementation with L-carnitine enhances male fertility. Um, so uh, generally speaking, I won't read too much into papers that are a flash in the pan uh, side effect study. Generally speaking, overall, it is a very, very safe supplement. There will always be you know, a study that is taken out with maybe four subjects, five subjects, eight subjects that says X, Y, and Z. And it's always hypothetical or potential. So um, in my opinion, there there isn't enough evidence out there to suggest any negative side effects, um, you know, to, uh, to any great degree. How should you stack L-carnitine? Quite simply, 
like I said already, to integrate it into a meal generally that has a high carb content or that there are some carbs around. Some of the earlier studies as well showed that L-carnitine um, didn't really have a massive benefit, um, in my opinion, because they failed um, to integrate it in to you know subjects that had a relatively low uh, muscle content um and this was because the supplementation wasn't taken at the right time in my opinion where insulin would have spiked uh, the uptake of of, of l-carnitine at that time new research shows um that insulin levels must be quite high for the adequate amount of l-carnitine to enter the muscle cell um and obviously here it performs the majority of its work on the flip side, taking L-carnitine enhances insulin's action at the muscle cell, helping to deliver more glucose, like we said before, and often increasing athletic performance. It's been shown that as little as one gram of L-carnitine can be effective for this. Um, your best bet is to take between two to three grams, like I said before, 3,000 milligrams per dose for maximum benefit, along with at least 30 to 40 grams of carbs, in my opinion, or an and 20 to 30 grams of protein, which for me is normally my post-workout meal. Uh, obviously, this applies if you take straight up L-carnitine, L-carnitine tartrate, um, propionol L-carnitine, and acetyl L-carnitine. Um, so obviously, it depends on, on which of those that you're using. Should you cycle L-carnitine? It appears not. Uh, taken regularly, regularly, it should continue to be effective uh, long-term. Uh, and obviously in terms of where you get your l-carnitine from i am quite particular with l-carnitine as as a supplement in general i do believe that a liquid form is better of course i get mine from one of nutrition um most of you guys will already know that i get most of my supplementation from one of nutrition as well but their l-carnitine is one that i highly recommend and highly rate what i try and steer my clients away from is going for a powdered or tablet form um personally the only other sub um supplement that i will kind of be a little bit particular with in terms of the form that it comes in is vitamin d i normally if i'm supplementing with vitamin d we'll try and get a liquid form rather than a powdered or a tablet form so the only other kind of fat loss supplement that i want to touch on is cla um conjugated linoleic acid so this can be a divisive supplement in the health and fitness industry you know, you'll find no shortage of people who, who swear by it, but equally other people who don't rate it that much at all or haven't seen any real benefit. Um, you know, it's it's almost a mandatory ingredient in the non-stimulant fat burners. Um, generally speaking, most of these will have CLA in it, um, you know, and it should really be a fatty acid that should be staple in your fat, um, in your fat loss stack anyway, in my opinion. What is CLA? So CLA is termed to use um, is a family of isomers of linoleic acid, like we said, collectively known as conjugated linoleic acid. So these are polyunsaturated fatty acids that exert a variety of physiological functions on the body. Due to some positive results in body composition studies, of course, CLA has been found um, within fat burning supplements to play, we'll say, I mean, it. in terms of the nitty-gritty um, biochemistry, it's it's really down to the effect it has on the PPARP system, which is basically a signaling receptor family, um, you know, that is that is 
in charge of a number of metabolic functions, including fat burning, natural steroid signaling and inflammation and things like that. But um, more research definitely needs to be done on this in terms of human studies. The majority of studies out there on CLA are in mice or animals. But the thought is, based on the benefits of CLA, it's suggested to improve lean body mass, reduce body fat in general, aid in weight loss and increase metabolic rate. Animal studies, like I said, show promise, although most human trials, like I said already, have showed not a massive effect on on body composition or muscle mass in in healthy adults. Many of the studies show modest benefits of CLA supplementation and body composition in in animal studies uh, with approximately 3 to 4 grams per day over a 6 to 12 month period may elicit mild improvements in body composition in overweight or untrained populations. So the jury is still out on CLA. Um, I'm a believer. I, I, I really am. I find that it worked quite well. It's something that I integrate in and I will normally space throughout the day um, and get CLA in with my fish oils as a obviously a fat supplementation as well. Are there any health benefits to taking CLA? Generally, um, you know, there is some promising data, like we said, um, you know, the jury is still out. But in terms of anti-inflammatory benefits, um, there has definitely been some huge and significant um, uh, results in, in, in specific studies in terms of anti-inflammatory benefits. So for that alone, um, I will integrate it in for sure. Uh, generally speaking, uh, negative side effects Sometimes maybe gastrointestinal distress with extremely high doses of CLA supplementation, but is considered safe um, and should cause side effects in reasonable doses at all. Dietary forms of CLA. Um, as we know, um, CLA is naturally found in meat, dairy products, although the overall intake from food isn't really enough. Um, and it's it's generally in trace amounts, which is why I will normally supplement generally supplement throughout the day when maybe I'm having a protein fat meal rather than a protein carb meal. So, um, and, and how is CLA taken? Generally speaking, these you'll find in, in capsules, liquid capsules, um, and doses in, in any of the studies or the studies that have been used have ranged between 1.4 grams per day to 6.8 grams, which is probably on the higher end of the spectrum for me. Um, you know, while there's considerable variation, obviously, in these protocols, um, the most common seems to be between three and four grams, which is normally what I will do. I mean, the tablets or the um, the liquid capsules that I take from, from One Up Nutrition are a thousand milligrams. I will normally take three or four of those spaced throughout the day if I can. So other than these, would I recommend anything else other than CLA and L-carnitine? Absolutely not. To be honest, there's nothing out there really that I that jumps out at me that I, I, I would recommend really. I think... For the vast majority of people out there, a fat burner or a stimulant or any of these things is just not massively essential. I think you're better off getting your nutrition on point, better off getting your um, your steps in or ensuring that you're not sedentary and that you're actually moving about and getting about and, and burning enough calories throughout the day. Sometimes, of course, you will be, you know, some days, especially with my clients, maybe better than others in terms of step count some days maybe you know your step count isn't as high and there that that's going to happen but generally speaking 
what a lot of um, you know clients need to take into consideration as well is it's going to be your step count over the week. What's your activity over the week? Some days will be good, some days will be bad. It's the same with food. But generally speaking, you need to put yourself in a deficit first. If you're not in a deficit and you're taking stimulants and fat burners and you're trying to take this and cut corners, if you're trying to cut corners early, it's probably not a good sign. It's probably not a good sign. If you get a good foundation in place, you find a diet that you can stick to, adhere to, and a different, just a lifestyle rather than, you know, chicken and broccoli, chicken and veg. You need to have some form of guidance, I feel. It doesn't have to be a coach. It can be a friend. It can be, you know, someone in the gym. But if you have some form of guidance so that you at least have that accountability as well, that makes it a lot easier. Um, sometimes you may be overdoing it. Sometimes you may be in too much of a deficit. And sometimes you need to take a step back in terms of fat loss. But would I give these a go? Absolutely, 100% with CLA and L-carnitine, 100%. I would definitely give them a go. For the last few months, I've been using both. Um, of course, you know, me losing the, the body fat and getting back into shape is not all down to, to these supplements by any means. I, may, I ensure that my step count is more than high enough. I'm relatively, and I say relatively, um, good with my food. Of course, I'll always have a little bit here or there, but I will always ensure that I'm in a deficit. Will I add these in afterwards? Then I will add them in. There's no point in me adding these in straight away, still being in a surplus and wondering why I'm not losing body fat, why I'm not dropping down, why I'm not getting shredded, why I'm not getting lean and ripped. So it would be like with all supplementation, a supplement to what you're doing already. Um, I would give them a go, of course. Any questions on either, don't be afraid to drop me a message. Don't be afraid to drop me an email. Don't be afraid to hit me a DM, um, you know, and or be it doses, um, you know, whether it's my code for one of nutrition uh, that I utilize for my clients. But I am more than happy to let you guys use it also. It is Chris20. It gets you 30 to 40% off at www.oneupnutrition.com. And just fire me some questions. Let me know. If I can help you, I will tell you 100% straight away. If it's to do with CLA, L-carnitine, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something else that you're trying. Maybe you're worried that you're you're not probably losing the weight that you need and you need a bit of a hand and maybe some supplementation that you're taking already um, may be helping. If it is, please let me know. Um, I will give you my thoughts. And, uh, and yeah, it's not an easy one. It really isn't. It's not an easy one, especially when you're getting leaner than you've ever been before, whether you're trying to see your abs for the first time or you know whether you're trying to get absolutely shredded or stage lean and you've never been there before. It's not easy because you'll always doubt yourself. You'll always doubt whether you can actually get that lean. So reach out, be it me, be it someone else, be it a friend. Look for some guidance and, um, and you'll get there. You'll get there. Guys, all the best. Keep me posted. Enjoy the podcast. Cheers for listening.